Jack. What's up, baby? Man, we got a lot to get to today. Don't you think? Yes, sir. Let's get it. They talk about sports and pop culture for two different points of view. A father and a son disagree on with Spagalicious attitude. Today's top story is breaking them down through a generation gap. Listen to them talk about the NFL. Listen to them talk Doja Cat. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. All right, Jack. It's time to get on it, buddy. All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've got a lot. And I want to dive right into it. Jack, I want to have a conversation about one of your favorite athletes, one of my favorite athletes. All right, man. Can we talk about Alvin Kamara? Yeah, we can talk about him. All right, let's go. All righty. He went to jail. Yeah, he spent some time in the pokey. Um, For beating up a dude at a bar at 6.30 a.m. It wasn't a bar. It was basically the the way I believe it to be is it was kind of a walkway from like a casino bar area, club area, to like the elevator shaft going up a hotel. And yeah, yeah. Um, so... Good things happen at that time. Well, it was it was six thirty in the morning, and productivity has ceased by six thirty in the morning. Unless, of course, you're waking up at six, then productivity is just beginning. But if you're playing through, as I used to call it, just staying up all night, you, you've reached a point of diminishing returns by six thirty a.m. Okay, so I'm, I mean, it's crazy um, that he plays in the Pro Bowl that day. Yeah, so let's we got a lot to unpack. Let's back up just a little bit. Let's tell the story. The gentleman in question, the victim, was walking to the elevator. This is according to him. Tries to get into the elevator, and Alvin puts – excuse me. No, that's right. Alvin puts his hand on the man's chest as if to stop him. The man pushes Alvin's arm away, and at that point in time, Alvin's with an entourage, his girlfriend and some other folks, and dudes jump him and start hitting him, and Alvin's one of them. And – I guess they just leave him because the, the, the victim reports that he's left. He has a broken orbital bone. And like, so he got beat, beat he, up. He got beaten unconscious, if, if I'm not mistaken. So he gets beaten unconscious. He is in the hospital. He files a police report. The police – and he doesn't know who any of the dudes are except for one. Hey, I've seen that dude on TV. His name's you know Alvin, Alvin Kamara. So – so Alvin is in New, uh, I almost said New Orleans. Alvin is in Las Vegas to play in the Pro Bowl. And he's obviously rolling super late at night the, the, the night before. And he's playing that day. But by the time the police go to arrest him or detain him, he's already on the field. They told Roger Goodell. So Roger Goodell knew that he was a suspect. And they just decide they, to arrest him after the game. They would have arrested him during the game. But um, there's no tackling in the uh, in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Jack. So anyway, they arrest him right after the game. And they say, "Hey, do you know what we're here for?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know what you're here for. I got an altercation." And his side of it is the man was running away, and he had said something to his group, and he hit him a few times. Um, but but you know that that and I think he even said that the man was kind of like causing trouble and maybe even coming back at them. But the video that they pulled supports the man, the victim's claims. He was not running away. He was dropped hard and he was beaten hard. And and they they said eight. Alvin threw eight punches. And here's where I get with it. He's one of my favorite players. 
and this is where we all get with athletes. You feel like you know him. You know, he's got this larger than life personality. He's a VFL. You know, he's Vol for Life. We we love him. He goes to New Orleans, a town that a lot of folks in Knoxville can identify with. A a town, a team rather, and the Saints that a lot of people in Knoxville can identify with. And he's a bit of a hero. He's he's pictured above our our jumbotron for crying out loud. And it's like I think I know that dude. And you know what? My Alvin Kamara, he's not even still out at six thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Much less throwing down, much less throwing down and leaving a dude unconscious, presumably in a puddle of blood. It's just, it's hard to like process and wrap my brain around it because, you know, you hear about, no offense, but like you hear about like Henry Ruggs. Right. And you didn't, you didn't watch him play college. You didn't love him. You just saw him play NFL football. That's right. Alan Kamara, you're like, oh, sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. We're more emotionally invested in Alvin Kamara. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like we feel more attachment to him. It's curious. I'd be curious to find out what the emotional attachment is for the uh, average Alabama fan to Henry Ruggs and whether he was known as a good guy. I don't know anything about him except that he just torched us always and he was a great player. So let me put at this point blank to you. When, When you first found out, and you probably found out Monday morning, that's when I found out, were you... Sad? Were you shocked? Were you upset? Were you mad? Like what? Were well, I immediately looked it up, got an article, and you know, no really details that came out. I was like, okay, you know, maybe he just got an altercation. Happens to a lot of NFL players. I get it. And then I read more, and you know, up to five years in prison, and all this like, oh, he hit him eight times, and I'm just like. Like, it, it, like you, it, your then initial, you start to get into the shock, you know. Like, right, right, exactly. And your initial reaction is, oh, to minimize it. Oh, well, that's a fight. A lot of guys got to fight. Then you read, wow, eight punches. Then you read, wow, unconscious. This could be a felony. Wow, this could be five years. You know, Sorry. and and uh, all of it comes crashing down. Let me give you some legal perspective, okay? If he doesn't have a record, it's very unlikely that he will spend legit jail time for this. It, it doesn't excuse it. It doesn't make it okay. It's a, it's, it, it appears to be a heinous act. It, it appears to be a terrible thing. I am big on not reducing someone to their worst moment. But it's also hard for me to reconcile. And that's what we're talking about. It's hard to reconcile the person we believe him to be and the person that he was at that moment in time in a very low moment in his life. Kind of like, you know who my very, very first favorite athlete was? This is going to blow you away. O.J. Simpson. It was, so I've told you that. I, I, I can just tell by, you know, I, I can just tell by what you're about to say, yeah. I feel like. Well, you nailed it, because I, I loved O.J. Simpson. I thought he could do nothing wrong. When, when I first heard of that whole mess, I was like, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, exactly. My dad was one of the – my dad – I would go this far. My dad was the smartest man in America who believed O.J. was innocent for the longest, <laughs> okay? At some point in time, I think even my dad was like, oh, okay, gosh, he's guilty because my dad loved O.J. Simpson too. I loved O.J. Simpson, and it was hard for me to reconcile. I think it's difficult for us as fans to reconcile bad acts of athletes that we love because we feel that we know those athletes when, in fact, you know what, It's son? like we go into denial, like nothing happened. Correct, because we feel we know them, but you know what? We don't. We don't, we don't know them at all, right? Yeah. We don't know Alvin. 
we know he's charming. We know he's a great interview. We know he's an absolute baller. We know that his picture is above our jumbotron, but we don't know what happens um, in, in his day-to-day life. I'm going to read a quote. It's from his attorney, and it reads, In a statement to CNN, Kamara's attorney said the five-time pro bowler has, quote, gained a well-deserved reputation for being a hardworking and community-minded individual. The recent Las Vegas allegations are not consistent with who Mr. Kamara has shown himself to be, both in his public and private life. Therefore, we are conducting our own investigation into all of the circumstances and individuals associated with this matter to determine both the facts and the motivations of all involved. And I'd like to take that at, at face value. I'd like to, to – to, the person's right. I, I do think Alvin's proven himself to be hardworking, community-minded. So it is – and that's one of the reasons why it's so shocking. You're going to have a hard time talking me off of the he did something horrible ledge. But I'll tell you this also. No one out at 630 in the morning is – Doing a good thing. Not if you're – if you've stayed up. I mean it's just like it's a recipe for disaster. And no, that does not mean that you deserve to get beaten until you're unconscious. Obviously, it doesn't mean that. But it does mean that who knows what the entire situation is, and that's what the attorney's getting at. It'll be interesting to see if anything un- unfolds from that. But all this made me think back to something. Remember when he was on the Alabama sidelines? Yeah, I was during, thinking about that, like why we were talking about this. During the national championship game. Yes. <laughs> There was nothing wrong with it, and you took the stance, and I agreed with it, of like, get over it, Vol fans. And I, I, I do. I agree with that. But I also said that night it was the optics. Like, it's just you're a Tennessee legend, and you're on the sidelines of Darth Vader and company in the national championship game. It just doesn't sit well. It just doesn't look right. That's what optics means. It's The optics are poor. Okay. I've really had time to think about that in context of this. Maybe Alvin doesn't quite realize the, the, the influence he has, his platform. That, those are actions of a guy that doesn't understand that that would rip the heart out of a lot of people who have supported him and, and helped make him who he has become to be. So I just wonder if maybe Alvin is a case of getting a ton of stuff. Right out of the gate. Not that he didn't work for it. He did. But maybe he has some growing up to do. And I'd love to think that this episode will help him grow up. But again, from a legal perspective, he's going to have to go through a long process here. It's unlikely he would face jail time unless his record were just littered with things. But it doesn't change the fact that this is a black eye on him. No pun intended. You think he'll play in the NFL? 100%. I mean, he'll be playing next year. I'll, I'll say this. These things have a funny way of of turning. It's hard to be a star again. It, exactly. If you look at athletes that have went to jail, in my opinion, or ha- like for example, Josh Gordon, that okay. receiver. Yeah. What? What? I mean, this he, was yeah. before my time. Yeah. Big drug guy, D- right? D- drug problems. Sure. And he was what a star. Like I'm pretty sure, right? He or, was. He was always troubled, and but once he kind of got suspended that first time, you're right. He he could never get back out in front of it. Um, here's what Alvin's dealing with also. Hall of Fame quarterback, gone. Yeah. Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame coach, coach. Yep. gone. That's right. So he's starting from scratch, 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 scratch. Okay. Right. New offensive coordinator. So you're starting from scratch, and you've got that hanging over you? Yeah. Like, you're starting from, like, negatives. You're, you're, you're right. You're starting from below scratch. 
and teams will be less patient if he starts to not produce. And, oh, by the way, the shelf life on an NFL running back is not very long. That's right. You add all that up, and terrible weekend in Las Vegas for one of our favorite people. And on top of all that, I'm going to end this on a bit of a comical note. There was a tweet that was sent out, and it was by a guy. I I forget the reporter's name. I wish I had it pulled up. But he was like, hey, man, um, former Alabama running back Alvin Kamara uh, on possible felony charges. And, you know, they drop a link. Coach Saban, we reached out to Coach Saban, but no comment yet. And his Twitter mentions, I mean, Vol Nation teed off on him. Hey, he played for Tennessee. It's like. I mean, there's Tennessee fans thinking they're getting disrespected by not having Tennessee attributed in a tweet about an athlete committing a possible felony. Isn't that guy just joking, though? No, 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 no. He just, well, gosh. You know what? During the break, I'll look that up and confirm. But no, I think it was an honest-to-goodness just error, you know, or going with a juicier storyline. Namely, hey. No one knew him at Alabama. I agreed. I, I can't. I, it was weird. It was a weird thing. But weirder still. Why would people give it? Well, our, weirder still is Vol Nation acting indignant. How dare you? He played at Tennessee. It's yeah, like, that's yeah, so no, I, I, I get it in a different thread. But let's not quabble over where he played when the lead is possible felony. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, golly, Jack, I tell you what, let's push pause right here. Um, But not before we, at least I say that I I hope better days are ahead for Alvin Kamara. And you know what? I hope that his victim heals up great. And I hope that any and everyone who has things to learn in that situation goes on to learn those things from that situation. And what we'll do is we'll push pause here, grab a quick break, and when we come back, we'll learn from situations as it pertains to Tennessee basketball and the Super Bowl. We'll be right back. And we're back. Jack, you nailed it. That was a joke tweet, and I'm an idiot. Um, It was a joke tweet, which makes the Tennessee fan base reaction even more classic, in my opinion. It was a joke tweet from a local TV guy. Um, and people just jumping on, wrong team, he played for the Vols, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, pretty funny. And Jack, do you remember the last podcast when you said that Brady was a deadbeat? What? When you said Tom Brady was a deadbeat. A deadbeat. Yeah, like, you know, hey, he's not that great of a guy. He left his wife. Yeah, I remember. Well, we've heard from a listener. We've heard from our friend Wendy in Seattle. And guess what, Jack? What? You're kind of right, according to... To uh, Wendy Garland, he she said rather, um, listen to your podcast. Jack is kind of right. Brady left Bridget when she was pregnant for G- Giselle. So in other words, he did leave while she was pregnant for another woman. <laughs> that's right. So I, that's a pretty D I C K move. <laughs> easy on the spelling. Yeah, I, yeah, need, I right. need to go back and blurt that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like. Uh, Bridget didn't give her child his last name, Wendy writes, but they worked it out, she adds. The kid is always with them at the games. Um, so inter- hey, so kudos, dude. Good job. Yeah. You just, yeah. 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 yeah I'm, I'm, I'm giving it to you, man. Just say, hey, thanks. No thanks, big- daddy. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> and we have one more uh, listener shout out. Jeff Hoskins has uh, contacted us. He says, when I, you know, when I say the word listener. 
Yeah. He says, stop saying listener, because my son and I listen. Actually, you say it's accordions. Oh. No, I don't say accordions anymore. That was yours. That was your joke. Dude, you nah, kept, no, you kept telling no. me, dude, off air, Jack kept being like, please quit saying accordions. It's my joke. Everybody thinks you came up with it. That, no, that's <laughs> not it. But anyway, uh, Jeff Hoskins would prefer that we would say listeners, because like when he and his son are in the car, there's two of them. So take that, listeners. All right, Jack, speaking of taking that, you know what Tennessee – men's basketball team has done to the sec opponents six times now they've won they've said they've said take that it started with vanderbilt uh it continued with lsu uh same thing against dreaded rival florida i believe let's see texas might have been in there and it was a loss but that was out of conference we've won six out of seven well we've won six out of seven we've won six straight sec games and listen to this a very un-tennessee like um, scoring total 68 against Vanderbilt 64 against LSU but then 78 90 81 72 suddenly suddenly we're on a hot streak yeah suddenly this team can't do anything wrong I mean the, the ball's being shared beautifully it's going it's moving all over the court the one thing is Kamwa Olivier Kamwa out for the That's season a big deal it is a big deal because he's an athletic big and he can kind of shoot the ball. He absolutely can. I mean, he he put up 15 in his last complete game before he went out, and he had double digits several times, and he's good for seven, eight boards. And here's the other thing. He's super athletic. So he's a great defender, and he absorbs. He's our best shot blocker. It, exactly. He is totally our best shot blocker. And he also absorbs the other team's defensive energy a little bit because you got to contain an athlete like that. So it was interesting to see Tennessee come out last night without him and still play Really, really well. Jack, do you know why I'm suddenly pretty high on Tennessee? Why? Because our best player all year has been Santiago Vescovi, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Don't you agree? Yes, I do. Well, and I've, I've said this before, and I may have gotten this from Bertel Camp. If he's your best player, you know, you're, you're a good team. No argument there. If he's your second best player... You're probably a great team. If he's your third best player, you're an elite team. You 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 are. You're a Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, maybe even Final Four caliber team. I know that might sound a bit rich, but look what's happened lately. We've had one player step up more than any other over the last four or five games relative to where he was. Do you know who that is? Zakai. Say it again. Well. Well, there's no, two no, candidates. no. Okay, oh, wait. Zakai is a great guess. Josiah. Yeah, and, and, and look, it's a, it, it's subjective. So who's to say it's mine's a draw. right? I mean, I feel like maybe I would say it's Josiah Jordan James simply because he's the junior, he's the five star, he's been in the program longer, and he has been absolutely balling. He had 18 um, last night against Mississippi State. He had 20. Uh, against A&M. He's just been playing absolutely fantastic basketball. He's been way, way, way more aggressive. You say Zakai Ziegler. Zakai was arguably the MVP last night. He had 17 points. By the way, listen to this. Oh, I'm sorry. That was 17 minutes. He had 11 points. I knew that sounded high. Listen to this. Uh, Josiah Jordan-James had 18. Kennedy Chandler had 18. Um, Vescovy and Ziegler had 11-11. So remember what I said about what happens when Vescovy is your third best player. I mean, you're you're you go from really good to kind of even being super super elite potent. I mean, Vescovy has opened up so much because Vescovy got off like to the hottest start in the SEC, and he's still hot. He Correct. just doesn't get as many looks. Correct, because people are all, all over him. So look what's happening. So 
And I got Kennedy and Josiah in the ball. Like, let me just say, against, yeah. when we played South Carolina, that was probably, like, the best ball movement I've ever seen. It was, like, it was like beautiful. Like, and, and we couldn't miss a shot. Right, absolutely. Well, and good things happen when you when the ball doesn't stick, and that's why I'm always on you and other youth players. Hey, move the ball around. That's the best. Bro, I, all I do is pass. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, move the ball around. It's going to come back to you. Jimmy Dykes last night on um, the ESPN telecast talked about getting to the third side, the fourth side of the floor. And really what I think he means is you rotate it uh, over to the weak side. Come back to the other weak side now. Then if you rotate it one more time, that's that's moving the ball around a lot. That's getting three sides of the floor. That's eventually going to shoot, or excuse me, going to free up one of your shooters, and that's going to lead to easier shots, which, as you just alluded to, you're going to make more often. But listen to this. So I think that this bears kind of pointing out. Vescovy is our third leading scorer last night. Vescovy is our third leading scorer over the weekend against South Carolina. Vescovy is our third leading scorer against Texas A&M. Those are three straight games, two of them on the road, when your best player, because he is our best player, was your third most effective, at least from an offensive standpoint, on that night. So again, you're, you're getting to a point where, hey, Santiago Vescovi, he's not your best player on any given night anymore. It could be Josiah Jordan-James. It could be Zakai Ziegler. It could be... Um, Kennedy Chandler. So he's suddenly second, third, third most effective player in those games. And that's when Tennessee goes from a good team to a borderline elite team. The goal is to play better as the season goes along. And look look what's happening. Auburn's got into a close game with Georgia, lost to Arkansas. That's right. You know, who knows if they'll be playing their best basketball by March. Did you see the Arkansas player punk them with the last play of the game? Uh, uh, Devo, or... Devo Beatty, I think is his oh name. Oh, my gosh. He, he's like a, he was kind of popular on TikTok. And I, I actually follow him on Instagram. He's just a beast. Dude, I love so him. the clock's running him. out, and I don't know how much they won by, but the game was obviously not in question anymore. So then they're just throwing the ball the length of the floor to clear it. He's down there. He catches it. He bounces it super high, runs two or three steps, catches it in perfect sync, and slams it home at the buzzer. And there is an Auburn dude who is going after him after that. It was number one, Wendell Carter. (laughs) There you go. Wendell did not like that one bit. Um, the dude from and then everyone just flooded. Yeah, the exactly. Floor. And the, the, the Arkansas player didn't care because the fans were celebrating on the floor. And by that time, it was ball game. There was nothing left to to talk about. But Auburn will not forget that. Mark my words. All right. Speaking of things we will not forget, let's close the show with something no one will forget. And that's Joe Burrow's Joe Shiesty, baby. Super Bowl. Yeah. All right, hang tight. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you some things to set this thing up, and you're gonna tell me how this game's gonna go. All right, so first off, the point spread. Actually, I'm going to go with the total. Are you familiar with what a total is? The total points scored? Correct. The total is set at 48.5. So, for example, if it's a tight game, maybe that's 28 to 24, right? That's that's about 48 yeah, points. Okay. okay. Do you think that the total combined sports jack or score, Jack, do you think it'll be over or under 48.5? Like, do you expect a high-scoring game, a low-scoring game? I know, Dad. Okay. I am going to take here to help the over because I think that with Joe Burr's offense, well, I just am taking the over. Okay, Joe's on the or Joe. Is your name Joe or Jack? 
My name's Jack. Okay, my bad. Jack is on the over because of Joe and company, and probably also Matthew Stafford. I don't have a feel for the over-under. I expected it to be around 50. I think I thought that was a little low. But then again, Los Angeles has a nasty defense. All right. We talked earlier in the car uh, on the way home from lacrosse practice about who I thought was going to win the game. You want to tell folks who you think is going to win the game? Yes, sir. Who do you think is going to win the game? Give me the Bengals, baby. Okay, great. And then that's fine. That's who you think is going to win the game. Who do you think the odds makers feel is going to win the game? In I other mean, words, who's favored in your mind? Obviously, the Rams are favored. By how many, would you guess? Um, I mean, they're wrong if it's more than seven. So okay, I'll, they, say, I'll say, I'll say that... The Rams are favored by five and a half. Very close. They're favored by four. Okay. I think that's about where it should be. I agree, but I just expected it to be a little more. Well, sometimes you see those inflated numbers, especially when Kansas City's in the house, right? I mean, they're always favored yeah. by cartoon double-digit figures. By the way, goodbye, Kansas City. Good riddance for what it's worth. Yeah, you little clown. We needed to get Patrick Mahomes and his silly wife out of Oh, here. my God. Gosh, Patrick Mahomes and his... You a clown, boy. (laughs) Like, I figured out why I hate Patrick Mahomes so much. Like, there's, like, all NFL players have, like, a picture that pops up when they're showing their stats or whatever during a telecast. His is him just going, like, and, like, making this... And he's so And he's he's flexing. It's like, dude... You literally so lame. You're a quarterback. I mean, just stop it. Like, with your whole fraggle rock look, I just can't take... I cannot take... Patrick Mahomes. It would be fine with me if he never went to another Super Bowl. I was so happy that Cincinnati won, not just because he lost, he being Patrick Mahomes, not just because I was happy for Cincinnati, but I was happy for our buddy Baxter Johnson, who we talk about a lot on this show. Yes, sir. There are not many people, certainly, like, I've never heard of a kid just like some random team. There's no reason for him to like Cincinnati, and he just starts liking them when he's a little little kid. They're horrible for years, and now they're in the Super he Bowl. He begs his parents to go to the games. He goes like one a year. Yep. And now, you know, he went to the Titans game. Yeah, he went to two this year, a regular season game, and then he went to the Titans playoff game. Hey, JJ, dude, you should be on your way to the Super Bowl right now, buddy. You should be taking your son to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Flower Power. It's easy for me to say. Flower Power is JJ's flag football name. Anyway. Uh, it's happy. Flag football, fantasy football. Did I say flag? You did. It's because I associate JJ and Baxter with flag football. We had a great flag football team for years. But anyway, um, for all that I have to celebrate and for how much I really am kind of rooting for Cincinnati, I actually really hope Matthew Stafford wins as well. And I think that Los Angeles is going to win because I in these matchups, I tend to look at the better quarterback and Joe Burr. The, and the better defense. I think Joe Burrow is hotter. I think Matthew Stafford is the better quarterback. And I also think Joe Burrow is going to get everything he wants from a Los Angeles Rams pass rush. He got everything he wanted against the Titans and still beat him. <laughs> okay, that's actually a very, very good point because the Titans were all over him. It'll be a compelling game to watch. You know what else will be compelling? What? The halftime show, dude. Dude, I don't give I don't Yes, give a- you do. Dude, like you'll see old school style how it's laid down. Who who is it? I don't give a crap about none yeah, of that. Yeah, you do. You got Mary J. Blige. You got 
I think Snoop, Dre, someone said Eminem. Eminem doesn't do it for me. I still don't care. All right. Well, we'll see if you don't care or not. All right. So you're officially on record as taking um, the Bengals. I'm officially on record as taking the Rams. You a hater for real. I'm not a hater for real, but I am out for real. Are you out? Yeah. All right, listeners. Hat tip, Jeff. You've been listening to. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. According to the Osbournes, yeah. According to the Osbournes, yeah.